Nation Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the Combination Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Groceries through Instacart, delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. Uh, power and glory morning intercession. It's a brand new season for uh, power and glory. Amen. Um, we will be changing the format just a little bit, uh, but this morning, uh, just just for set to, to start because we had a little bit of, of something we had to work on this morning. But we definitely welcome you uh, to power and glory morning intercession. Um, we are True Life Ministries under the leadership of Pastor Elder Gregory Hughes. Uh, and this morning you will receive uh, intercessory prayer along with a powerful word that we refer to as Naomi's word. Uh, definitely stop by True Life Ministries um, website. Find out uh, what we're doing, you know, uh, and, and where we're doing it and how we're doing it. And find out who we are and what we're doing, but most importantly, you will find out whose we are. Amen, amen, and amen. Uh, you will definitely, definitely find that out. Go to ministriesinc.org. Again, that's true, life, ministriesinc.org. You can also uh, visit on Facebook and you'll look for True Life Ministries, Inc. Amen. And with all of that said, good morning, Dr. Arrington. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Elder Angelia. Amen. Good morning to everyone. As we know here in at Naomi's Word, you know, we are about the assignment. And God gave us assignment. And we are delighted to be here to bring it to you, our listeners. You're going to receive words of knowledge that will inspire, encourage, and educate motivate, and to help guide you in wisdom and in all truth. It is our goal through these messages given through the character of Naomi and through sincere and fervent prayer of our moderator, Elder Angelia Graffenreed, to give to you understanding not only about who you are, but also whose you are, what you possess, why you are here, and how to navigate in and through this life as a believing believer in Christ, and as a child of the Most High God. As we know here in Naomi's word, God will provide in word and in deed. To this assignment, we say yes and amen, and we will continue to press forward, trusting God in and through all things. Romans 8.28 reminds us that, and we know that all things, all things, work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Amen. As you prepare to hear today's message, as a reminder, always and daily put on the most offensive weapons of choice available to the believer, the whole armor of God. It is found in Ephesians 10, 6, 10 through 18. Always remember to study to show yourself approved. Speak and meditate on the word of God that comes in your heart and to your remembrance as often as you need to. The title of this particular presentation that we're giving today is called Pressing Your Way to the Focus and Presence of God. The topic today is Something New, 
and the promise of new beginnings. Our scripture is Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. It says, do not remember the former things or ponder the things of the past. Listen carefully. I am about to do a new thing. Now it will spring forth. Will you be aware of it? I will even put a road in the wilderness, rivers by the desert. Amen. With that said, let's begin. God is saying that because of his mercy and his grace, unmerited favor, he is once again offering you an opportunity to experience something new, a new beginning. Can you see it? Do you desire something new in your life? God used new beginnings to reestablish his people in the Old Testament in their worship to him and amidst the rubble of what once had been Jerusalem, which we can look at today as our own temple or our personal lives. Concerning the temple that was begun here, the Lord said, the latter glory of his house will be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts, and in this place, I shall give the ultimate peace and prosperity. That's found in Haggai 2 and 9, declares the Lord of hosts. It was to this temple that God, that the Lord Jesus himself will come and bring the greater glory. He will come to our prepared and sanctified temples. There are times in our lives when we need to need a new beginning with God. Maybe you have failed the Lord terribly through the deliberate rebellion and sin, Perhaps you have drifted carelessly into the world and its ways, neglecting the things of God. Now you're far from him. A disappointment or trial may have caused you to drift from the close fellowship with God and his people that you once enjoyed. With that understanding, you need to know that you need a new beginning. But you wonder if it's even possible. And if it is, where do you start? The thought of a new beginning is scary because you don't want to risk another failure. But you're not not content where you're at. You've come to realize that the idols of Babylon can't satisfy your soul. You're so dissatisfied in Babylon that you're waiting to uproot yourself and make the difficult and peerless journey back to the land of promise. But you get there and discover that the land is just a pile of rubble. How do you begin again with God? In this message, I will show you several ways to do this. One of the greatest realities that you must come to terms with, though, is the fact that in order to receive God's new beginnings to and for your life, you must be willing, you must choose, you must decide to change some things. You, our, will, your, our willingness to change will affect as well as have a direct effect on your today and our tomorrows. Understand that change is necessary. There seems to always be a, be a guarantee in life that change will be required at some point and that it will, at some point and that it will happen. Understanding change and the necessity of it must become the reality of your choices. Change is something we tend to fear and become anxious about because we do not feel like we are in control of our life 
for our own lives. The good news is that God has a plan for your life to hope a future and to prosper, as stated in Jeremiah 29.11. If we trust in God and allow the change to grow us, to become more like Jesus Christ in how we respond and act, then we are promised in Romans 8.28, and we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God and to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. I would like to share the following with you. Uh, It's an excerpt. um, uh, Some of it is from Evangelist Billy Graham. And he says, Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. That's found in Revelations 21.5. No, who we are will never know how we ought to live. I'm going to repeat that. If we don't know who we are, we'll never know how we ought to live. God's promise is true. If anyone in Christ, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. If you have given your life to Christ, you are a new creation, whether you feel like it or not. What does this mean? What really happens to us when we believe in Christ? Here is a list of some gifts God gives you when you commit your life to Christ and desire a deeper relationship through the Holy Spirit with him. One, you obtain the new relationship. The first thing that happens when we give our lives to Christ is that God gives us a new relationship. Once we were separated from God because of our sins, and not just separated, but alienated from him. The Bible says we were excluded, without hope and without God in the world. Yes, the first thing that happened when you committed your life to Christ is that God gave you a new relationship. He is now your loving Heavenly Father, and you are now his child, spiritually reborn into his family. Two, you have a new citizenship. The second thing God gives you when you commit your life to Christ is a new citizenship. You are still a citizen of a particular country, but now you are also a citizen of the kingdom of God. John fifteen seventeen through t- through nineteen reminds us that this is what I command you: that you love and unselfishly seek the best for one another. If the world hates you, and it does, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you belonged to the world, the world would love you as its own and would treat you with affection. But you are not of the world; you no longer belong to it. But I have chosen you out of the world, and because of this world, of this the world hates you. They, there's a, a, a type of a, a slogan that is going by: "You're in the world, but not of the world." So we need to understand our kingdom is with God. We're just living in another country. If you want to give it kind of a, a way to understand it, and God has placed us here; He chose us. As long as we are on this earth. We possess dual citizenship. On one hand, we owe allegiance to our nation and are called to be good citizens, but we are also citizens of the kingdom of God, that invisible kingdom of which Christ is the head. 
Our supreme loyalty is to him. And if someone demands we do wrong, we must obey God rather than men. That's found in Acts 5.29. And someday, the Bible tells us, this world's kingdom will become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. Revelations 11.15. You will also receive a new family. Not only does God give a new relationship with himself and make us citizens of his kingdom, but he also gives us a new family, the family of God. You aren't just related to God. You are now related to other believers. Everyone who truly believes in Jesus Christ is now your spiritual brother and sister. This is one reason why you are never alone. If you know Christ, you are part of God's family with brothers and sisters in Christ who love you and want to help you if you will let them. You also receive a new purpose. Some people are very focused, using only their energies to reach their goals. Others drift through life with little purpose or direction, living for the moment and never thinking about where they are headed. Most people probably live somewhere between, in between, but they all have this in common. They are living only for themselves and their own happiness. But when we come to Christ, God gives us a new purpose. Now we want to live for Christ and not just ourselves. We are also entitled to a new power. One of the Bible's most comforting truths is that when, you, when we come to Christ, God himself comes to live within us. He comes to live within our spirit by his precious Holy Spirit. How about that? With that, God has given us a new purpose, but without a new power, we'll never be able to achieve the purpose. Jesus promised you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, Acts 1 and 8. You, we weren't meant to live the Christian life in our own strength. God has provided his spirit to help us, amen? You're also going to receive a new destiny. The word conversion means to change, and the most radical change of all when we come to Christ is that God gives us a new destiny. Once we were headed for hell, now we're headed for heaven. Once we were bound for eternal separation from God, now we live with him forever. Once we had no hope of eternal life, now we do, the Bible says, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. In the midst of life's problems and heartaches, never forget, this life is temporary. One day, all our burdens will be cast aside, and we will be with Christ forever. Before us is a new destiny when we belong to him. We're also on a new journey. Remember, when we come to Christ, God gives us a whole new life, a new relationship, a new relationship and a new citizenship. He gives us a new family and a new purpose, a new power and a new destiny. Don't ever take it lightly what Christ did for you on the cross. And don't ever take lightly what God has given you if you have turned to Christ in repentance and in faith. But this isn't the end of his bounty. For God also gives us one final gift, a new journey, a whole new path 
to follow until the day he takes us to heaven. In other words, your decision for Christ isn't an end, but a beginning. Weren't we referring to we're looking for a new beginning? The beginning is a whole new life. We aren't only called to become Christians, we are also called to be Christians. The Christian life is a new journey one. It's a new journey, one that will take us the rest of our lives. So, hey, come on board. Always know and remember this for yourself. We are only called, once again, to become Christians. We are also called to be Christians. Amen? New beginnings with God are possible no matter how spiritually low we have gone. New beginnings with God must focus on the cross of Jesus Christ. New beginnings with God must focus on obedience to his word. And new beginnings with God must focus on building his house, not our own. Courage does not mean a lack of fear, but rather the gumption to stand firm in threatening circumstances because your trust is in the Lord. Courageous Christians will admit, I could lose my friends or my job or perhaps even my life. And yes, that is a scary thought. But I will not compromise my commitment to Jesus Christ to preserve any of those things, which are all going to perish soon anyway. Then I will stand before God. So we fear God more than we fear anything in this evil world. You may have to have that kind of courage alone. But it's easier to take that sort of stand with other believers who support you with encouragement and prayer. Just a note for your thoughts. There are churches made up of few old folks clinging to their favorite old hymns in their King James Bibles. They can't understand why the younger folks don't join them, and they're dwindling in numbers. Other churches are made up mostly of young people who have cast off the traditions of the older folks. Often, they are exciting, growing churches that have almost no resemblance to the churches of the past. But they're in danger of casting off centuries of Christian heritage and of making some serious mistakes that could be avoided if they would learn from the older generation. We need all angels ages in God's church, and we all shall learn from one another. Iron sharpening iron. New beginnings with God are always possible and must focus, once again, on the cross, on the obedience of God's word, and on building his house. Wherever you're at, God's door is open. He invites you to a new beginning. Knowing that there are two kinds of people in the world, those who wait for something to happen and those who make things happen, which one are you? God called you to do great things for his kingdom, and he's given you everything you need in Christ to fulfill them. So be intentional and live life on purpose. Don't just wait around to see what everyone else is doing and then follow the crowd. Stir yourself up. Make a decision. Make a choice. Per Pursue change and get going. You enjoy what today message you enjoy what today today's messages bring. Of course, 
is bringing not only new wisdom and new knowledge, but is also giving you the opportunity to dream for tomorrow. Know now and understand that your life only came together within the plans and parameters that has already been established within the will of God for you. When you focus on what his voice is saying to you, not just your own, he can then direct, lead, and guide you. It is in your now time that he will reveal himself to you, the believer. He then tells and reminds us in his words that we are to apply our now faith, not our past faith, our now faith, and to believe what he has said concerning his plans for our lives. It is in this process that we must continue to walk by faith as we faith our way through the journey of one purpose and destiny for our lives. Today, God is saying, I desire that you will willingly surrender totally and completely your all, but you can't hold anything back. No more I, me, or my. As a chosen vessel, you are unique, whole, and complete, but only in him. Let's face it, you are the man in your own mirror. Know and understand that the Christ in you is the precious Holy Spirit of promise. Never forget that life is a process toward our living. Once again, life, it is a process, and your participation is required. In your own life, just show up. Be authentic. After all, we know that Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. I have stated this before, and it's still applicable for my life, and that at various times I have sensed and experienced a prompt in my heart, in mind, just to stop, to stop talking, stop walking, stop thinking, stop complaining, stop moving, stop doing, and just be still and listen for that still, quiet voice. Someone had said, if you were going to hear something, what in your life would you like to hear? What would you like to hear? And it came to me, I just want to hear that still, quiet voice of the Holy Spirit, knowing that the Holy Spirit is speaking to me. Not only is he speaking, but I can hear him. I am listening, and I have the faith to obey. That's what I'd like to hear. In the quietness of these awakening awareness moments, I realize that God is trying to speak to me. He, the Holy Spirit, speaks ever so gently and prompts me to slow down, inhale, exhale, and reflect. Reposition my focus back to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He says to me, let us begin again. As I pick myself up to get back up on the road in which I started from, after all, as we learned earlier, he says he's going to allow us to try something new. He helps me to refocus my heart, spirit, my mind and body forward once again so that the journey that he begun in me and that I am still on can once again cause me to press towards the completion of my God assignment. He says in his word once again that we must renew our mind. So with understanding that and knowing that, I'm saying, Lord, this is such a great time for a new beginning. As we continue to come to and to new and greater heights and insights about our relationship with Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit as a reminder. Begin now to write the vision down. Write the vision down of what you think God is saying to you today. His word says to write the vision down and make it plain 
always keep your own personal journey close to you, personal journal close to you, and once again, write the vision down. With today's technologies and the cell phones that we have, and practically everyone has one, you can record live, you can record verbal, you can record whatever it is that you need. So record some of those thoughts that God gives you, and you can play them back and then write them down. You must know for yourself as you continue to press forward towards something new that his word says that he is about to show you, give to you, manifest a new thing into your life. It's not new to the Holy Spirit. It is only new to you, to your revealed memory. Remember, a desire to change begins with a need to change. The Holy Spirit is a change agent of your reality, and he is waiting on you. Do you believe that you were sent here to this earth to make a difference, then you must reimagine your own possibilities. Each believer possesses his own package of gifts to offer to this world, but only the Holy Spirit can reveal yours to you and empower you. As it is understood, you must remember that the starting point for dealing with one's own issues in life, in this life, is found in Romans 10, 9, and 10. After we confess our sins and believe in our hearts, accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, ask to be filled full of the Holy Spirit and then strive to establish a true relationship with him. You must choose to walk as a representative of Christ of Christ Jesus and as one a heart of <clears throat> and as one with a heart of thanksgiving and with an attitude of gratitude. As we were learning in our relationship, as we have reconnected back to our Creator, that we have to understand there came some benefits, and some of those benefits have to do with, one, you obtain a new relationship, you have a new citizenship, you have a new family, you have a new purpose, new power is available to you, a new destiny, and on a new journey. When you willfully choose to accept change again and correct it in your life, you are also choosing to grow forward and to keep on pressing. In other words, to keep it moving and moving forward, pressing towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You must understand that in choosing to make no decision, that a decision has been made. You are accountable for that choice. You must choose to change. You must choose to grow. I personally have chosen to change, therefore I've chosen to grow while yet becoming. I must become the me that God called forward. I suggest that you choose wisely. As you go forward into your new day, remember that this is your time. Manage it well. Be grateful to God for the generous deposits that he has in and for your life. Pray often. Praise him often. Let gratitude and humility be your banner. Let thanksgiving be your words of praise. Know for yourself that Jesus is enough for you. When you show up on his behalf, he will show up and show out for and through you. Trust in him and watch him do you good. Philippians 1, 6 says, I am convinced and confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will continue to perfect and complete it until the day of Christ Jesus, the time of his return. You must know that for yourself. Also know that Jesus is the answer and never the question. Thank you for joining us here today at Naomi's Word. Give someone a kind word, a hug, or a smile today. 
do some random act of kindness just because you can and just because you know that Jesus has provided love and cares for you unconditionally. He dumped the garbage of our sins into the sea of forgetfulness and replaced it with his gift of love, joy, and peace through the Holy Spirit. Walk in it. Because of the sacrifice that he made for you and for me, God, he is the greatest gift giver of all. And you must know that for yourself. You must know that he is. As a reminder, just as much as God is keeping and protecting you, just look around you. Listen and see that there are others who are hurting or are in need. Pray and ask God what you can do to help. Store up these treasures of your giving in him. Never question the results of your love of God. Be the favor that God is sending to bless his people by paying it forward in your willing random acts of kindness. You will be rewarded by him for your giving of gifts and actions of love. Amen. I know that in my heart and in my mind that Jesus is enough for me. How about you? Won't he do it? Know that you are loved and that when you look in your mirror of perception, you see yourself and know that you are simply amazing. You must know that you are simply amazing. Jesus loves you. He calls you a friend, and so do I. Make every day a great day. After all, you can't have whatsoever you say. Have a wonderful, thankful Thursday, a fantastic day, and a fabulous week, everyone, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and bless the Lord. Awesome, powerful word on this morning. Um, again, we give God glory for that. Uh, allowing us to get up this morning and um, be able to come on here. And then as we start, as we start anew, God is really doing something uh, in this season. Uh, you have to seek him and know what it is you're supposed to do, how it is that it's supposed to be, um, where you should, I mean, every step that you take. You know, it needs to be by the leading of God. And any time that you're uncertain or unsure, you can always ask the Father. And because he loves his little children, amen, he will always uh, give us the answers and he will always um, do what we need, what is best according to his will, according to his way. Um, and it'll get us to where he wants us to be. Amen, amen, by divine design. Amen, amen, and amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you for allowing us, oh God, to open our eyes this morning, God. Allowing us, oh God, we thank you for allowing us, God, to be able to get up and get going in this day, God. To be able, oh God, to lift up a word to you. To be able to lift up and say, thank you, Jesus, for another day. To be able, oh God, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, to be empowered by you, oh God. Hallelujah, because it is in you we live and we move, oh God, and we have our being. And so we thank you, God, for being the God that we know you are, that is a faithful God, that is a loving God, that is a just God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the new beginning. 
in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the new beginning. Hallelujah, God, because you are new things. You are great things. Hallelujah. In this season, God, and you're looking forward ahead, oh God, and you've already written our story, oh God, and so we thank you for what you've written, oh God, for what is ahead of us, oh God, in the name of Jesus, whatever lies ahead. God, we thank you for it now in your matchless name. Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you for the preparation. Hallelujah, God. God, we thank you even, oh God, when we're seeking, oh God, a divine order and we're seeking, oh God, for direction. And we thank you, God, in spite of whatever is before us. Each and every one of us is different and each and every one of us, oh God, is in a different place. But we thank you, God, for whatever that place may be, whatever that place may be. We thank you that you are the lifter of our head, oh God. You lift our heads, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you now in the name of Jesus that you lift the head of those that need lifting, oh God. And hallelujah, that you continue to propel and to push those, oh God, who are looking to the hills from which cometh their help, oh God, that they already have their head held high. We thank you that you're pushing and we thank you that you're propelling God in the name of Jesus. But for those, oh God, in that valley of decision, for those, oh God, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, who are still in that place called broken, for those, oh God, who are still, hallelujah, or even coming into that place, oh God, hallelujah, that is that dry valley, hallelujah, that place where the dry bones dwell. God, we thank you that you keep them, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Keep their mind now, God, in the name of Jesus. Keep their heart, God, in the name of Jesus. Don't let their footing slip, oh God. Hallelujah. We thank you for keeping them in all their ways, oh God. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. We dare not, not lift them up, God. We lift them up before you, God. Only they know, oh God, hallelujah, what really dwells therein. Only they know, oh God, what is really on their mind. Only they know, oh God, what is really on their heart, oh God. And only they know their true circumstances. So God, we pray for them right now in the name of Jesus, that you would strengthen them, God, right where they are, oh God. Hallelujah. If it's a place of depression, I thank you now that you would move the enemy. I thank you for the enemy that he wouldn't just speak into the hearing, God, in the name of Jesus, that he can't whisper those things that are low things, God. He can't whisper those things that are ungodly things. He can't whisper those things, God, hallelujah, that take away hope. Hallelujah. He can't whisper those things which are discouraging. He can't whisper those things which are demeaning. He can't whisper those things, God, that are to tear down and to break up, God. We thank you now in the name of Jesus that you would pick them up, God, hallelujah, and hold them, oh God. We thank you that you are true to your word, God, and I thank you that you would cover them with your feathers, God, in the name of Jesus. And if they're in a place, oh God, where they can't even pray for themselves, God, I thank you not only that we are intercessors for them, that you would raise up others, oh God, that you would strengthen the spirit of discernment, God, in the name of Jesus, that people would be able to discern and in discerning do what is right to do, which is lift them up in prayer, oh God. And when they lift them up in prayer, oh God, in the name of 
that they, hallelujah, will be able to go just a little bit longer. Hallelujah, Jesus. It is what we do in secret. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, oh God. Hallelujah. We are brothers. Let's keep on. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. We love you. We love not, hallelujah, our brother, which we see every day. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to your name, oh God. We thank you, oh God, that you would give us a heart of flesh in the name of Jesus. That we, oh God, would operate with a heart of flesh. Hallelujah, that we could feel, hallelujah, and we have compassion, God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, even when offended or hurt or, or whatever it may be, angry whatever it is. God, we thank you for a heart of flesh, oh God, that we can feel, hallelujah, what someone else feels, oh God, hallelujah, that we can see God beyond ourselves, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that we operate selflessly in the name of Jesus, that we see, hallelujah, and in seeing our God, we go into action. We thank you for that now, in the name of Jesus, that we take action, hallelujah, God. So we ask, oh God, that you would breathe on them, God. Just now, hallelujah. Heavy hearts, God, breathe on them now. In the name of Jesus, drive force that comes, oh God, to wipe them out. Hallelujah. It may not be able to cause them to take their own life, God, but it might be trying to cause them to stop. But God, we thank you now, oh Lord Jesus, that you enable them to run on just a little while longer. Hallelujah. See what the end will be, not just the end that is heaven, but the end therein in the church. Hallelujah. In the church, in the kingdom, hallelujah, that is in the earth, right here, right here, right here, God. Hallelujah, for you have better days. Hallelujah. You have better things. Hallelujah, that are coming. And so, God, hallelujah, encourage them. Pastors, encourage them. Leaders, encourage them, God. Hallelujah, that they not give up the fight. Hallelujah, Jesus. Anything to backslide, to turn around, God, encourage them. Strengthen them that they not give up the faith, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, oh God. Hallelujah, glory to your name, O oh God. Hallelujah, glory to your name, O oh God. We give you glory because you are the King of kings and you are the Lord of lords. You are the Almighty God. Hallelujah, Almighty God. Almighty King, hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. I pray right now for those that are infirmed, God, hallelujah, even the officer who was shot in the head, God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that as he told his spouse, I love you, hallelujah, that it wouldn't be the last time, God, I thank you, that it won't be the last time, God, I thank you, that it won't be the last time, I thank you, God, for hallelujah, restoring him and rejuvenating him, God, I thank you for giving him a testimony and him being able to operate, to be able to move, to be able to function, oh God, 
as if this thing never happened, God. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray for his spouse and his family now in the name of Jesus. I thank you that you would strengthen them now, God. Hallelujah. That they be able to walk this walk within this journey, this part of his life. Hallelujah, God. I thank you. Hallelujah. That it not be a hard life. Hallelujah. That it not be a hard God, hallelujah, but that you would make it easy, hallelujah, that you would allow his healing, oh God, in the name of Jesus, to be expeditious, hallelujah, speedy recovery, thank you God, hallelujah, Heal now, God. We thank you for the surgeons that operated on him, oh God. Hallelujah. We thank you for their blessed hands, oh God. We thank you, oh God, that you will continue to bless them, oh God. Now, wherever he is, hallelujah, lying in a bed, God, I thank you that you would breathe on him now in the name of Jesus. Cause him to open his eyes, God. Hallelujah. And cause him to begin to speak, God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Bless your name, God. Those that are sick in their bodies, I thank you, God, that you are Jehovah Rapha. And we call upon you because you are the divine healer. Heal, oh God. Hallelujah. You created. Heal, God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Sicknesses that are healed. Hallelujah. God, so if you can heal trees, hallelujah, Jesus. And if you can heal the things that you were created on the outside, hallelujah, God. You can you can heal man. Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you for the healing now. Glory be to God, the balancing of the body, balance fluid, hallelujah, that's in the body, balancing of the water that's in the body, hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you right now, God, for repairing organs in the body, in the name of Jesus. We thank you right now, God, that you would cause eyesight to be keen, oh God, and speech to be clear, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And whatever disease is in the body, we know, oh God, that you can Hallelujah. And it has to obey if you say go. Hallelujah, God. Sickness has to go. It has to go. Hallelujah. Jesus infection in the body now. In the Hallelujah. Infection has to go. Hallelujah. Even that condition called compassion being in places and snatching people out. God, I thank you. Faithful God, also the loving God, 
Hallelujah. Praying right now, even Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. And hallelujah, you can control. Jesus. Hallelujah. We call those things that be not. And we speak now in the name of Jesus that whatever the Lord thy God, the Lord my God, hallelujah. Pray for true life ministries now. Hallelujah. In the name of 
being she stretch out like a blank people the connected and God Thank <laughs> you. 